I do. And I don't. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather round the campfire. Tis the season. Grab your uh, marshmallows and graham crackers and chocolate, and, which is going to make what, cat S'mores. S'mores. And uh, listen, hark ye to <laughs> I Do and I Don't podcast show, the podcast show which offers almost professional marriage, sex, and relationship advice, starring yours truly, JWV, yo, what's up? Oh, and wow, uh, Cat Skinner. Mm, so dope, so dope. So, uh, please stop. <laughs> I don't know why uh, around the campfire all of a sudden, um, I'm talking about things being so dope. Hey, by the way, can I wonder if people can hear the birds chirping because I've got the patio door open there? Maybe I think it's a nice, yeah, it's, it's just a natural ambient sound mm. in the background. Mm-hmm. My nose is so itchy right now, too. Well, itch it. Itch it? Scratch yes, it? Scratch it. I'm just itching my nose. People say that. It's not People a... who can't speak English they properly. Don't, I'm just scratching my nose? That sounds weird. I need to scratch my nose. Now you're scratching your nose. How are you, Joel? I'm good. How are you, Kat? I'm okay. Um, how is the first question? <laughs> <laughs> no, what were you actually going to say? I was going to say, how is your COVID doing? My COVID is getting really scary. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I've um, once and for all completely decided to step into my singlehood. Mm. Um, and I think I have like two CERB payments left before I need to figure out how to pay the bills. But now because they... Uh, they extended it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we'll see if they extend it again. I wonder like when... I guess the world's slowly opening up. Yeah. But like then you're hearing about phase two. Yeah, exactly. So, so, but they are going to have to make provisions for that. I mean, it can't be that they just like give up on everyone. Well, they have given up on everyone in the states. They basically were just like, "You're on your own now." Well, Peace. that's because everything's o- everything's open in the states. Yeah. It's like go free for all. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's a really scary time to be a single mom, though. I will say that. Um, and then when I think of the future and like trying to date in this time, I just I don't understand what's happening. How how are people dating now? Well. Uh... You know, I'm uh, just the same as they always have. This is the hot tip. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You just have to do whatever you were doing before. It's so, a, I guess, what, do you meet people organically in person? Like, I'm at places? Because uh, I guess that's not I think the last few people that I've dated, yes, that had been the case. Okay. Well, you could have met somebody the other night. Um, we were at Camp Cataract in Niagara Falls, and this lovely man approached you. He wasn't approaching me, though. Well, that's true. He was approaching your friend, but but I'm sure you could have uh, shoehorned yourself into that. Some sloppy seconds? No. Or sloppy firsts, because she wasn't interested. <laughs> that is a sloppy first. And you know what? Actually, I was not interested either. What? I was enjoying talking to you on the patio, we and I was going to nice come chat. back and talk to you on the patio, but then that guy wouldn't go away, so... What you were watching that and seeing that he kept on chatting? No, but a, he looked like he was like quite yeah, rooted there. We ended there. up chatting for yeah a while. Anyway, yeah, I'm definitely not ready to even kind of get my head around that whole situation. All right, just well then, yet. don't worry about it. I need at least a week, <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing too. Like, I don't actually know how long does it take before you're like back out in the world again. You know, it just depends what you're back out in the world again for. Ugh. You know, 
a job. I'm out in the world for a job. (laughs) Not the fun kind, boys. Come on, settle down. Everyone relax. I'm looking for a very secure employment position and possibly a new home. It sounds like. I wonder if we have a a listener that is just like an attractive single man who has (laughs) has just been... A sweet apartment that they need to rent out to a lovely single mom. That's what you're doing? No, I thought uh, he's enamored with your voice. Oh, yeah? And he just wants to fall madly in love. He's been going like, I totally get Kat's thing. And every time like I make fun of you for like the universe or whatever, (laughs) crystals or what have you, he's like... No, those are really legitimate things. (laughs) (laughs) Or even, like, it's kind of cute that she's into that. Okay. Because I have a gigantic vinyl collection, and that's also maybe a little silly in some people's eyes. How dare you? (laughs) How dare you compare vinyl to precious magical stones? I'm actually not that into crystals, just so we can take that off the table. Okay. So, you hear that, boys? Yeah. Kat is not that into crystals, and she actually thinks vinyl collections are pretty cool. Yeah, I do like vinyl collections. I was only teasing. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. If there is a single man listener. Send us a question. Like, how could I possibly meet Kat (laughs) in person? Where is she going to be, you know, this day, that day? And we'll tell you on the podcast. That's not creepy at all. No, perfectly normal. Um, Should we crack on with question numero uno? Yeah, because I'm going to soon start asking you about your dating life, so I'm Mm. sure you don't want that. Mm -mm. Okay, question number one. My partner, uh, we're about six months into a relationship, Mm -hmm. is hesitant to introduce me to their teenage kids. The kids already know we're together, uh, and each of us has been divorced for several years. First, I'd like some idea of why my partner's hesitant to introduce me. Then I'd like to know how you think we should go about making this intro. Should we plan something or make it casual or? Very interesting question. And this is, the, this is one of the best questions we have ever had recently. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think it's really. It's a real it's fresh got some take. some real meat there. Fresh take on yeah. things. Um, so people that are listening that maybe have questions, review this question. And uh, that's the quality we're looking for. And you can send your questions to I do and I don't show at gmail.com. And of course, uh, DM Kat on our I do and I don't show Instagram or Facebook. Um, why don't you uh, take the lead on this one, especially part one, where you say, like, because you have a child. I do have a child, and I have teenage stepchilds or mm-hmm. children's. Um, Both are correct. <laughs> neither is, in <laughs> fact. My teenage daughters uh, and my seven-year-old son. So I can't speculate on why this person is hesitant to introduce her to their teenagers. I guess, like... There's I, never been a time where you've been like, uh, I'm not ready to introduce this Well, person. for me right now, if it were me, I would. I, I think I would be very hesitant to introduce anyone to my kids if I had any doubt in my mind about the longevity of the relationship. Oh, for sure. You don't want a revolving door. No, exactly. Although, you know, like my kids were brought up in a very different atmosphere than a lot of kids. So they have a different awareness of how relationships can work. Mm -hmm. So this idea that I'm going to be with one person for the rest of my life. I don't even know that my kids understand that that's the way a lot of people do approach relationships. So 
anyway, um, so there might be that they might, if it's only a six month long relationship, maybe they need a little bit more time to mellow into the relationship before they involve their children in a more direct way. And I think that's a totally fair ask. So my first bit of advice would be talk to your partner about where their fear comes from or their hesitancy, because I can't answer that question on their behalf. Only they can. And I think it's a good conversation to have. So you can kind of understand where each person is coming at this from. Mm. And I would think that, like, just, uh, again, from having no experience in me and my uh, ivory tower with my 50,000-foot view on these types of things, even though both children are aware of the other person's kids and the dating scene and what's going on there, when you kind of bring those families together, that opens up a whole new dynamic, Mm -hmm. right? Like, there's going to be – that's like a whole new world you're not just like aware of each other. Now you are interacting with each other's mm-hmm. children. Now you have to see, do they like me? Yeah. You know, uh, how, what is the, what, what, how do I interact with these kids? What's our personal dynamic? What's the overall dynamic? So there's a, there's more to consider than just hi, 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 you know, and then we go about our day. Like it's a, it's probably a larger undertaking than, maybe you're even imagining it could be. Mm-hmm. And so fine, yeah. Take some time to as Kat says ease into it. Yeah. And uh and then maybe and don't even why 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 rush it too? Yeah, know? don't like, I I would say don't rush it. If they if there's any hesitancy on their part, obviously talk about it, but then also give your relationship time to mellow into yeah. itself. Build bigger roots and a stronger foundation, maybe before throwing some unknown factors into the mix. Yeah, because you know the kids are probably going to hate one or both of you. But listen, <laughs> <laughs> since you're taking that time, since you're you're uh, <clears throat> kind of like okay, we're just going to solidify our personal relationship a little more, and then we're going to move into the other thing. You have time to plan the ultimate meet the kids. Bash. Extravaganza. Yeah. What's that going to look like? Yeah. Do you so, have any ideas for that? I mean, you're talking about teenagers here. So, to try to do something spontaneous might be really tricky because they have pretty full social lives. Mm. Even now in COVID, I know a lot of my, my, my kids' friends are comfortable with distance visits. So, they're still going out and doing things. Mm. So, you may have to schedule something because you're going to need everybody to be present. But then I would say, like, Consider an activity where you can spend some time together, but the focus is not on spending time together. So like maybe there's a place you could go where you can enjoy a meal together, but then there's an activity of some sort Mm -hmm. or just like a trip to the beach where they can kind of go off and do their own thing. But then also you share food at some point. I don't know. Trip to the park. Yeah. Where you can exact same thing Kat just said, but it's a park, not the beach. That's right. Um, Good job, Joel. What about... (laughs) What about... Um, the movies. You could grab dinner before the movies and then go and see a movie so you don't just have to sit and stare at each other the whole time. Uh, I think that's... I, that's not... I don't think that's a great idea. Why not? Just because the movie is too, like, too, like, just sitting, facing forward, watching something. Like, at least at the beach or the park or something, you there is a chance that they're going to play with each other. Yeah, I agree. You know? Um, <clears throat> how about... You plan this camping trip. Oh, my God. Where you, this is the crazy part of it, is that you don't bring normal tents. You actually have to build teepees in the woods. So, like, you bring big swaths of leather, okay? 
but you have to cut the stick, find the sticks, or like cut massive sticks, or like fell some trees in order to build the teepees, right? And then you have to build like however many to fit all the family parts, you know, properly, you know, because you don't want to like put like the boy, the teenage boy, and the teenage girl in the same teepee together. Like you have to like separate them, separate them, keep all that savvy. And then, like, is mom and dad going to sleep together? Are they going to sleep with their kids? Anyway, sort that out. I don't know why I'm getting bogged down with these details. But then you want to make one big, like, mess teepee. You know, the teepee that everyone can gather. You have the fire in the middle of it, a lot of pelts and different things lying around. And you just enjoy that, you know, earthy, you know, maybe you have some dried meat, some jerky that you brought, but you also have some fresh meat that you can cook over the open flame. This sounds insane. What? It sounds completely insane. Just imagine like the experience is going to like, they're going to go, not only was this an unforgettable experience that I was going to have with my dad or my mom, but now this is like extra unforgettable because like I'm having it with these new people. They'll never forget meeting Well, yeah, especially if you could actually pull it off. It would be quite phenomenal, but this is a highly unlikely scenario. Even camping with like regular tents would be a disaster of an idea, I think. (laughs) It's so hard to pull that that off. Camping is an extraordinary test of a relationship, I think. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I don't think I ever want to go camping. In a relationship? Well, just like the idea of just like going camping for the sake of camping. You know what I mean? Well, like, I love camping, and <sighs> I, I think I'm quite good at it. Um, I just feel like you're never as clean as you want to be. No, it's not. It's gross. You get sweaty. You yeah, can't easily You don't have up. the right facilities that you really want for all the things that you need to do. Like, there's no bidets anywhere. Nope, that's true. No bidets. But there are often lakes. <laughs> you can wash your ass in the lake. It's totally possible. I, I don't know. I think it's a good test of a relationship, but not one that you want to throw your partner's children into until you're quite established and comfortable. How much if like if I got had a glass of water here, like how much piss in the glass of water would you accept? Like how much if I was just like, oh, there's just like one part per ten thousand piss? I have no fucking idea what this question means. No, like how much <laughs> piss how much piss would, would I would you drink in a glass oh, of water? Oh, would I drink in a glass yeah, yeah, of yeah. water? Uh, exactly none. 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 Hmm. None. You'll piss. swim in a lake. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not, I'm not drinking the lake. It's going in your mouth, cat. There's no way you're dunking <laughs> under, you're getting piss and now shit, apparently, I, in I don't your know. mouth. I think that there are properties in the lake that clean it naturally, though, you know, to some extent. You think so, eh? The microbiomes of the lake. <laughs> you hope so. I hope so, yeah. I, I guess if you put it that way, it's kind yeah. of, you know. But I'm not a really a germaphobe. No. So I don't know how if you know this piss? about me. <laughs> I wouldn't sit here and drink a glass of piss. No, it's not going to be a full glass of piss. That's crazy, cat. You don't even see the piss. But you I, just I know there's know. like a drip of piss in there. Yeah, I'm probably not going to drink it. <laughs> but I will swim in a lake. Wow. Absolutely, I Double will. Double standard. <laughs> yeah. I will also probably never touch shit intelligently and like... Yeah, yeah. In, with any kind of sense of purpose, but, but I will totally use a porto potty. <laughs> Whoa! What? <laughs> huh? Wow! Sorry, what did you? What were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not that. I would Come never. I would never say that out loud on our podcast, <laughs> Joel. Yeah. He's definitely not that. That's a lie, folks. Um, 
All right, so that's it. So they're gonna take their time, and they're gonna go not go camping. Don't go camping. Don't go to the movies. Don't rush it. Talk to your partner about where their hesitancy lies. And if you guys are rich, take the kids to Disney. Oh, a vacation would be fun. They'll love it, and they'll love you, and they'll be like, "I love this new family." (laughs) Our family is growing. Our family is fantastic. We get to go to Disney. Okay, next question. Sure. Any thoughts for lovers who, for medical reasons, have to avoid orgasm for a couple of months? Ooh, what? Crazy. Mm -hmm. First of all, I want to say that I am completely delighted that these people still want to have sex on the table, even though one of them can't have orgasms. which one can't have an orgasm. I would probably guess it's the female, because it sounds like kind of like... Intense reproductive abdominal surgery. Oh, my goodness. I I would hate that. Um, But, I mean, how fun is edging? Do you... I love edging. Edge? Like... (laughs) (laughs) I will admit to that on our podcast. (laughs) Edging is just a thrill. And so, I mean, it's, you know, the the thing with with... I always think like if you can orga- if you can have multiple orgasms, you lucky lucky ladies, go for it. Just keep having as much as you can, as quick as you can. More, 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 you know? That's my vote. Um, just out of sheer jealousy. Oh. I think that sounds really supportive and sweet. Yeah, like I, it's like why would you hold back? But I've you know. dated people in the past who like I'll have really great sex with them and I'll definitely have orgasm during sex. And then afterwards when they're finished orgasming, I, I want to still keep going with the mm-hmm. wand. And they'll be like, Oh really? <laughs> like why why would that matter? But to if anybody? they if you're like um if you want to keep going with the wand like uh, you're like by your then they're like laying there satiated and you're like buzzing yourself off more. Yeah, but there's some physical contact still. Why I'm don't like, they just like give you more head or something like? Because they're spent. I know it's not called giving head. But, they've destroyed them. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I mean. But like, I think this attitude that if you could have a bunch of orgasms, you should is yeah, the right way to go. That's the way to go. Absolutely. But now, but let's focus on this. These people. So, who so the, are not having orgasms. The, the, this is the. Uh, yeah, you can have a lot of fun with, but the danger is that you're gonna push her over the edge. Like I feel like when when you're yeah, edging might be tricky. Going, in going, this going, and it's just like. And and it's like no no I, I'm gonna come I'm gonna it's just like you don't want to stop yeah like you're gonna want to yeah. take that extra so maybe no edging uh, but you could still like what's the game there like obviously it's a, it's you can make it if a game you could yeah I mean I guess like they didn't say whether or not intercourse was okay like. She, Arguably she or he, but probably she just can't have an orgasm come to climax. I'm I'm guessing if orgasms off the table, intercourse must be too. I'm just trying to think like what's the situation? But there's all kinds of things you can do without or orgasms or penetration. Right? I mean, I hate to say that like if she can't orgasm, like that's half the world's sex lives anyway. That was actually my first thought, too. I'm like, like, I mean, well, it's not that crazy. Welcome to many people's relationships. Yeah, like, so. oh, well, she didn't come, just like almost everyone else. In the, no, I'm yeah. just easy about that. But, like, 
they like you can a man can easily have sex with a woman and her not come. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but like But uh, then I guess like they should just play around. Like the sky's the limit, really. There's yeah. all kinds of stuff. Dare I say massage cuz I know we were we got in shit for that a couple weeks ago. Um you know, I feel like um you know, in my like I've I've interacted with people mm-hmm. that like really and this is this is a double standard I think cuz they they think of the like giving the man an orgasm as like the goal mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which is not a, a much of an achievement <laughs> <laughs> seriously but that's like that I want that to happen for you you yeah. know and for me it's like that's going to happen that's not difficult to make happen but i like the journey leading up to that mm-hmm. that's like not even in my mind the destination yeah for sure i would say the destination would be and this is where the double standard comes in your orgasms you yeah. know and as i say as many as possible let's get those orgasms going you know what i mean let's work on your pleasure and um but and that's where it's kind of like my, I would feel weird if I'm like, okay, so she's not orgasming. Mm-hmm. Like, why? It's not why bother. Like, we can still have pleasure, but now I have to rethink the whole sex act because I never thought about it as my orgasm, but I always thought about it as her orgasm. Right. So now I kind of have to imagine it as it's not about orgasm at all. Mm-hmm. It's just about experiencing connection and right touch so and where intimacy. what height can you achieve be that's that's outside of orgasm I, I, f- I think like a spiritual connection and i know you're gonna make fun of me for that but well, no because it's I've two people's spirits yeah yeah like i get that i don't mean like a spiritual connection with the universe i'd make fun of that <laughs> <laughs> but if you're like truly connecting with another person so Maybe a goal in this time, one, I was going to suggest, what if both people decide not to orgasm? Wow, that's very cool. Just in in whatever moment, maybe not every time, but like for whatever, yep. for some experiences together. And maybe try to define a, kind of your own version of an orgasm, like what can happen what can you feel and what can what can occur that and i don't know if it's if you need to name it or if you just try to experience it but like and that will be your kind of so there's still a goal because i feel like in sex that's one of the things that we like about it is that we achieve something Mm -hmm. like there is there's something that occurs there's a moment that happens and uh sometimes it's one-sided unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I but, lo- I love this experiment that they have to try. Like it sounds like a really good time actually. Yeah, so what what is it that you're doing? Like what what I wonder what that would be. Well, I think that's up to them to define probably, yeah, right? Yeah, but we shouldn't spitball it. Well, we can spitball it. I'm into that. Like I can't like I'm having a hard time getting my head around it. Uh you could try to achieve mm, A 
bet you. Dead air. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing but orgasm. You hear it here no first, orgasm. folks. Orgasm no, is like, all that matters. I mean, to me, what comes to mind is like a deeper connection, a greater sense of playfulness, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, more curiosity, um, n- new moves that you've never tried before. That's a, I, that popped into my head just now, too. Like if you're not, if you're not really familiar with necessarily, let's say, butt stuff, yeah. maybe just incorporate that. Go, how, does, how is this feeling? How is this working yeah, for you? Yeah, if it works within your medical constrictions, yeah. for sure. Um, extending Don't make it foreplay, too good. Like how, how crazy can you get with foreplay before mm-hmm. you even get your, like genitalia near each other's that sounded really sexy that was that was really before your genitals have met each other in sexual congress (laughs) see how far you can extend the coitus with coitus coitus cunnilingus cunnilingus yes um yeah those are some of the things that came to my mind yeah what do you got (laughs) (laughs) but basically more of what you said um well another thing uh, especially if she is the one that can't achieve orgasm is like um or shouldn't achieve orgasm is like you know yeah stick around with some uh heavy nipple play Mm -hmm. you know and things like that and um you know everywhere there's uh, everywhere not everywhere but well, everywhere is kind of sensitive when you're touching and, and feeling different things. And you can take so much time to really give somebody an experience. And yeah, it doesn't have to reach that point. And you can always back off when it's getting close. So There's some real opportunity for incredible communication through this. Because obviously you have to signal to your partner if they're getting too close, right? right. And there's also some Smack really... Smack them on the head. Excellent. Well, that's not super <laughs> sexy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Smack. <laughs> back off a good flick to the between the eyes area <laughs> i think that um there's some opportunity here for some great dominant submissive role play too mm-hmm. oh that, that'd be interesting if like again we're assuming she's the one that can't orgasm shouldn't or isn't allowed to orgasm yeah so like you sit on his face then you're in complete control <laughs> you can you can edge yourself yeah as much as you want um, I'm assuming that the squirting element will be off the table, but that doesn't need to happen with orgasm. But I, it, you do kind of. It gets a bit rough. Yeah, in there, it gets a little rough it? in that old pussy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, genitals. Get your genitals yeah. closed. I can say pussy. Pussy. Okay. So I think we've helped these people. I think so too. I, uh, I'm send excited. us a follow up. Yeah, please send a follow up video. We, we would love to, <laughs> Joel. We would love to hear some of the creative ways you tackled this situation, so that we can share them with our listeners. Oh yeah, that'd be neat. Okay. Question number three. I'm listening. <laughs> My sexual desires are changing huge. Instead of wanting to be choked and held down, I want to feel connected and passionate. What's happening? So this person used to like more uh, aggressive, mm-hmm. um, rougher, d- dominated sex. Now Sounds like. they want sweet, intimate lovemaking. Passionate, connected lovemaking. Well, the follow-up question to that is with the same person? Yeah, I guess that is a good question. I have no idea how to or answer that. Or is it that, just but... in general? Because obviously with the same person, that, well, that... It's kind of more, that's common. Yeah, yeah. Right? Your sex life definitely evolves in relationship. Um, well. Or devolves. De- yeah. You want less of the hardcore pounding? 
boring. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like too much of any one thing is getting is potentially boring. Well, it's just like um, I believe it was TLC or All Saints that said too much of something. No, that was actually Spice Girls. Too much of something is jet bad. It no, not too. Oh Something's God. coming over me to make me wonder. Do you know that song? Nope. Too much of one thing is just... Anyway, the point is they agree. Do they? <laughs> I, I, sort of. That was utterly lost on me, but... It's like too much of not something... Anyway, so... Um, <clears throat> so I think what's changing is probably this person. Like what's mm. happening in their life that they're evolving well, I, I, I would say, okay, there's there's two things that I can think You're thinking full personal evolvement, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking, one, um, the the she's in a relationship. Is this she? I don't know. It's in a relationship. I mean, I do know, but I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm going to assume it's a she. Well, yeah, because that's still anonymity. It is a girl. Okay. A woman. She's in a relationship that... Um, I also know that she's single, so maybe that helps answer the question. Wow, this is great. So we can throw that off the table. Yeah, I can say both of those things because I'm not revealing her name. Yeah, perfect. So I think what it is is that um, she's hungering for something she hasn't had, which is that real, Mm -hmm. uh, authentic, passionate intimacy. Yeah. So yeah, she's probably had the like crazy, we're having a great time sex Pound me, throw me against the wall, you know, stick my head in the oven or whatever. Stick my head in the oven. <laughs> yeah, you know when you stick the someone's Sylvia head in the Plath? oven, you go, you love cooking wow. so much, cook your face while I fuck you. That's, You've never heard that? No, I've, I have never heard that one. That's yeah, that's very horrific. Very, what? Horrific? Horrific. I'm going to be judgmental. The oven's not on, Kat. Even so. It, was, it hasn't even been on all day. Like, it's very, there's, all you get is a little bit of grease on your cheeks. Terrible. You're a terrible person. <laughs> Um, but so she's, she's been there, done that. She'll probably want that again. But right now she's like thirsting. Frankly, I think, you know, if you're looking for something in terms of a serious relationship, it's always a better idea to start from the place of connection and passion and then see where you can take it from there. Mm. I think. So you're saying when you start hooking up with someone, Mm -hmm. do it. With the nicer, sweeter sex than well, with the hardcore fucking? So here's the thing. Like, to me, connected sex doesn't have to be defined by being sweet. You can have some really intense, aggressive sex and still maintain a strong connection. And that's the ideal in, as far as I'm concerned. But I think it's nice to try all the variables, but trying for connection with a person versus just, like, connection of your body parts is a really interesting way to approach mm. even early sex with somebody new. I was going to catch you up on that because I was going to say that if they're new, it's harder to be connected because you don't know them as well. And obviously the more you engage with them sexually, the more connected you're going to become. But then I remembered an occurrence that I'm going to claim that a friend told me about (laughs) where um, he was sleeping with this girl and she... Well, he just was going to hook up with her, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the uh, first time. And she just wanted a quick pounding. Mm-hmm. That was her t- 
taste. And that was what she was into. But he was like, no, that's not, doesn't do much for me. So uh, he was more interested in something that like, you take the time with it. You enjoy each other. You explore each other a bit more. And during the um, the sex, she commented, almost like, this is strange. It's almost like we're making love. Because they were taking that kind of time and and just, like, kind of having a nice time. Right. So instead of just, like, boom, 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 it was just like, oh, is this nice? You like this? You yeah. Get on top. You go over here. Do this. Which is, like, to me, it seems normal, mm-hmm. the, what you normally want to do in the bedroom. But um, so I, I get what you're saying where you don't just go, hey, we're hooking up. Here, take the dick. We're done. Have a good day. You go, hey, let's just lay here and chat for a bit. Let's play with each other. Let's, You know what I mean? Yeah. And I agree with you that that is a better place to start than really quick wham, bam. Thank you, man, which I have never really said in that context. Please and I don't hate it. ever say that. Like, actually. <laughs> I've heard other people say it, and I don't know that's why I repeat it. But I, it's not that, I think it's, it's fun <laughs> in the Bowie song, but that's about it. That's it. Um, but, yeah. So, I would agree with you. Yeah. So, what's changing is that her needs and desires, I guess. Like, And I think you're right. Having to explore something that she may not have explored before. It's like I've had hamburgers for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I need a salad. Yeah. Where's my salad? Why am and I then, enjoying this salad so much? Yeah, now? it's like, okay, so you've had a salad, you've had a kale salad, you yeah. have a Caesar salad. You're probably going to want another hamburger. Yeah, and I think that there's something really dangerous about d- defining for yourself, this is the kind of sex that I like. Like, mm-hmm. don't limit it. Just, like, keep your options open. Because you really do have the opportunity to have a completely different sexual experience with each partner you have. And then, with the very best partners, a different type of sexual experience each time you have sex with them. So that... That's more what to strive for, I think, than just like I used to love being choked and held down. Love all of the things. Yeah, you may may want that. But then again, also, yeah, follow your heart. Mm -hmm. Go for the type of sex that you're really filling right now. Yeah, and if you can find a partner who wants to do all the things and can connect on that level, if you need a unicorn, you know where to find me. So... (laughs) <clears throat> is she looking for a girl partner to not hold her down and choke her? But to... I have no idea. <laughs> My own knowledge stops there. Oh, you're looking. Oh, you're the unicorn. I'm the unicorn who is envious that they found this person who can be the full gamut, run the full gamut, fulfill. Just the... to just to be clear, because I it, it uh, blindsided what? me. You're saying that if she finds a guy <laughs> I, that I is open to whatever kind of sex. <laughs> You're going to jump in there. No, I'm, I probably won't. But, but you are I was somewhat being open. And I'm, I'm trying to convey my admiration for that type of a sexual partner. Right. Call Kat. <laughs> That's great. I'm not going to get any nice single men who want to hook up with me. They're all going to be, be just a couples, bunch of couples who are like, Kat, we just got a hot tub. You're not complaining. I'm not complaining. <laughs> no. It's kind of an ideal situation at this time in my life. I've got a curveball for you. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Okay, but here's the thing. The, the last episode, curveball theme song, I don't like that one. Which one was it? It's the really cheesy one that sounds like bad 80s hip hop. What you gonna do? Yeah, please stop. Don't what do it. Gonna... Don't even do it now. <laughs> Look, they there are three of them. Collect all three. There are two of them. <laughs> I'm not promising that that <laughs> one will never show up again. Joel. But we'll see what we do this week with Cat's Curveball. Let's take a little walk 
Yeah, let's take a little stroll. Well, Cat wants to know what I know. What's more important when falling in love? Character or compatibility? Hmm. Oof. I don't like these curveball. I I don't know these these are curveball. Like how does this curveball thing work? I I have to answer I exclusively have to answer a very serious question. Mhm. All right. <laughs> I guess that's Well, I feel like compatibility and character um are kind of they there is a marriage between them um that like a person's character does inform their compatibility to an extent. But I guess what I would say is that, you know, character is almost like a constant, right? So hopefully in a perfect world, all of your partners are going to have like an upstanding character, right? And then then from like, okay, I appreciate this person's character. Then you can start looking at the compatibility. But, you know, if you approach it with like, hey, oh, wow, we're so compatible on all these different levels. And then go, well, but this person's like integrity is a huge question. <laughs> But what about the opposite of that, where they have amazing character, they're like a super good person, but they are, you know, maybe not challenging you in the ways you want to be challenged, or they're like kind of, the, they never want to go anywhere or do anything. Mm, you're describing me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if I lived here, I wouldn't go anywhere either. Yeah, what's the point? Especially in these COVID times. Um, I never wanted to leave the house. But, okay, so, you know, you won't that there you have to have both yes or else you're sunk because yes. like i know people that like i admire their character to no end and i, I go that they're like, like the greatest person in the world but compatibility wise i go there's something missing there now you're describing so. me <laughs> <laughs> sure cat um <laughs> uh but so that's a so I would say in those cases, yeah, like I can't, I can't ignore the compat- compatibility stuff because mm-hmm. as amazing as that person is, I'm still going to go, I'm still going to be like frustrated yes. at some point. Yeah. So you do need both. So the question was, what's more important? Yep. So they're equally important. They're kind of equally important. Um, and you, like if you ended up with someone where you're like, super compatible with them but their character is there's some flaws there that are an issue i wonder if you you also have those character flaws Hmm. (laughs) like i wonder if that and then you're like whoa wait a second we're both dickheads (laughs) i don't think that's true but where is the like where like why are you compatible with someone who has questionable character you can be really sexually compatible with someone yeah that's easy and you can enjoy going out and having fun with them. Yeah, but that's not... And they can have a lot of traits that you admire. Like maybe they're really passionate about their work or really talented. Yeah, probably tattooing. That's why they have poor character. What? <laughs> All those tattoos. I'm just joking. I know so many lovely tattoo artists, Joel. Who? Name one. Just joking. Don't. But... <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But the... the um, yeah. I guess you can 
find superficial compatibility. But like, if you're like, oh, but you're into... Yeah, and that's when the character part comes into yeah, play because into if they're characters, doing break and enters. yeah, mm, yes, that's weird. Uh-huh. I don't care for that very much. Or it's if like, well, you know, their approach to honesty is like really sliding yeah, scale. I guess those things are kind of sneaky. Like they don't necessarily make someone less fun or or less sweet to you. Yeah, they're just a monster because they actually go and steal people's televisions. Well, yeah, you can say that. You can say that that's not a monster, but no, it's very. It's not something that's kind. Um, hmm. Okay. So you can have that, but it's best to have both. Ideal. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Joel. No problem. And uh, everyone have a beautiful week. Um, we are I do and I don't show podcast show at gmail. Actually, it's just I do and I don't show at gmail.com. And uh, I do and I don't dot show. There's actually, you can send us a question through the website now. Yes. I do and I don't dot show. Yeah. And there's actually also a link on our Instagram page where you can just follow right through to the place where you send questions. Instagram.com slash I do and I don't show and Facebook as well. So there's, guys, there's no shortage of ways to send us questions. And don't be shy. Even if they're not your questions, certainly you must have friends or family members who are having ridiculous times in relationship. Yeah. They're all telling you, they're like, oh, what do I do? They could just be like, listen, I'll go ask these semi professional random people that are doing a podcast. Yeah. And they'll tell you exactly <laughs> we'll, what to do. we'll answer the question. Um, so, yeah, everyone, uh, just before we go, it's uh, getting really hot out there. Stay hydrated. <laughs>